This is Keith Price, and we're on the red carpets for the Drama Desk Awards, and I'm here with wig designer, which I'm loving the fact because he is as bald as I am, designing wigs, J.J. Janice, nominated tonight for, what, wait, what show are you nominated for tonight? Wait. Yours Unfaithfully, the Mint Theater Company. Yes. So, wigs, man. I'm looking at you. I have to take a picture of us afterwards. Like, this guy with the... How long have you been working with hair? 25 years. Yeah. I have no hair. I've got to get my hair from somewhere. Right? So, just cut it right off my own head. No, that's, that's gross. No. So, for you with wig design, now, one of the questions I always like to ask is that when you are in the, the storytelling process, because you are a part of the storytelling process, how involved do they let you get? depends on the show but we're we're there from the very beginning with the director and the costume designer so we get to discuss the characters um, with the actors the very first day um, we're definitely involved 100% from day one which is fantastic um, and you know we, we we get some of our say in there uh, but sometimes it's sometimes it's more what the overall vision of the actor may be well, so. and then you have to serve the story the most important yeah, absolutely 100%. Well, it's like, because again, as I always try to tell people that don't understand that there are more things that are go on behind the scenes, that your place in, is just as integral as anybody else's in the creative process that's creating these characters. It's absolutely agreed. I mean, I, I, try to, I always try to tell people, imagine seeing a show set in the 1920s, but your hair is from today. How, how would that read? You wouldn't believe it. So. Well, congratulations tonight. This is kind of fabulous. Honey, J.J. Janice here. For unfaithfully yours, oh yours unfaithfully, over at Lincoln Center. No, Mint Theater. Yep, it's the little show that could. I'm gonna edit this shit out anyway, so it doesn't matter. How about that? Thank you, JJ Janice. Right. Well, this is Keith Price, and we are on the red carpet for the Drama Desk Awards, and I am talking to Tony Award-winning choreographer, director, Mr. Andy Blankenbuehler, who is now the work that's currently seen, Bandstand, where he has, as I told some of those kids, you got those kids in there dancing for points, man. <laughs> They're twirling up there. I, all I kept thinking after I watched, like, I think maybe the third scene change, I was like, oh, they're going to be working this whole show. So you are a believer in that ensemble working just as hard as, as the lead. I'm a believer in the ensemble. You know, I think the strength of a piece comes from um, the storytelling that the entire company does together as a lens towards the principal actors. And so, you know, with a cast like this cast, they can also do anything. They can do amazing emotional storytelling as well as fly through the air with the jitterbug material. So in, in a way, it's like orchestration. If you can, if you can really be complex, complicated with your orchestrations, you know, keep doing it. Okay, so... Everyone, of course, when I say Andy Blankenbuehler, you might remember a little show called Hamilton. Possibly another one in the Heights. I don't know. Something like that. Um, but for you, when you got this piece for Bandstand, I remember um, when you guys were doing it at the paper mill, there was a, a lot of watching for you because they were like, oh, well, he just came off of this big piece. Did you feel any of that pressure when you stepped on to do this piece? You know what? It's I felt it originally um, with this piece, but actually more of the pressure was on myself than the community putting it on myself. I remember my wife said to me, you know what? Hamilton's its own thing. They're not all going to be like Hamilton. You just have to do your best work all the time, no matter what the circumstances, no matter where you're doing it. Um, and so I kind of let myself off the hook after Paper Mill. But the good thing about Hamilton also was that it makes a bar for you that you know when it feels right. 
And so it challenges you to uh, work, 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 work until it's up to the level of integrity that you're happy with. And, and the, the beauty is Banton couldn't be any more different than Hamilton. And so it's a bit apples and oranges. Well, that's great because then it also shows you have like a variety of style as well. Yeah, wow. a variety of style, but also a continuity of approach, I hope. I told you, it was a Corey Cott I saw the other day, and I was like, you must be exhausted after that show, honey, with that cream rising. Oh, my God. Well, Andy, thank you so much for taking time. That whole cast, Laura Osnes, come on. Oh, my God, and Beth Level. Anyway, this is going to be great. Have fun. Thank you. Pleasure. And we'll be back. Mr. Salazar. How are you? I'm so good. How Fabulous. Are you? George Salazar is here with me on the red carpet for the Drama Desk. He's nominated for his work in The Lightning Thief yes. over at the Lucia Lortel. We just got through talking to uh, Mr. Wait, I remember his name. Rikiki and, jo and Joe oh, yes. Trace, the music composer. So how does it feel to be celebrating in this like new musical? Uh, it feels very exciting. Uh, it all feels kind of like a dream. I fully... Uh, was ready to live a whole a full life without walking a red carpet at an award show, so I'm 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 feeling like super honored to be here tonight and uh, and thrilled that 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 uh, the work has been recognized by by my peers. I, so, for you, you weren't expecting this kind of anything at all, right? Yeah, I was. Honestly, if you would have asked me three months ago, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'll be at home watching <laughs> CNN and being depressed about the state of our country. <laughs> But instead, I got to walk a red carpet. And oh, I'll, ch wow. I'll check CNN updates every now and then to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> but in the interim, I, there's like a luncheon or something that's going on later. What's the, the meal party after? I, I guess. Mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of following where everybody else is going well, and, this is and my second time. Like I know what I'm doing. Well, this is my second time doing this on the red carpet. Then we have the press room after, and then I sneak out and get to, like, socialize. So Amazing. I'll look for you. Yes. George Zalazar, congratulations on your Thank domination. You. He's going to be... Like, there's a, is there a cast recording yet for yeah, the Lightning Yeah, Thief? our cast recording is coming out June 30th on okay. um, Broadway Records, so look out for it. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really awesome. Well, we're going to have to find a way to get together and talk about it once it's out. Absolutely. I would love that. Perfect. It was Perfect. so nice to meet you. Nice Thank to you. meet you, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a All great right, night. You too. Emily! I want to talk to you. Mm, how you doing? Congratulations. Wait. This is Keith Price, and we're on the red carpet for the Drama Desk Awards, and we are just flitting around. I'm living because I'm seeing all of my girlfriends from the theater. I got to see Kate Baldwin. I had Stephanie J. Block. And now, honey, giving me everything in this dress, Miss Emily Skinner is here, nominated for her role in, in Picnic. Is it Picnic? Yes. Picnic, playing that desperate poor woman that just wants to get married. Girl, you killed me. You killed me. With John Cariani and that fantastic Yeah. How nice is it for you to get to just, like what I loved about those, that show, because the beautiful part is a, tr is a transport group that did the repertory of both, uh, both plays of Inges. And what was nice was seeing some of the people get to do, do different things, but to be able to watch, to watch actors get to just act. Is that what that felt like? Because that's what it felt like to me. It is. Well, he Jack is so smart, and then he picks material that's really good material. And then he, he does this sort of bare-bones, stripped-down version of it. We had no set. There was no set for Picnic. It was just the actors and the text. 
making choices. But the moods and the energies that you guys created in that piece, were it was fabulous. It was just fabulous. So for you now, I know you're doing Prince of Broadway because we were talking about, um, I was with my Broadway baby daddy over the other day, Mr. Brandon. <laughs> and we were talking about you and Tony Yazbek and... Okay, I'm excited. To, this is going to be fun, girl. Now, did you were you part of the cast when it went to Japan? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what's going to be different? We got we have a bunch of fabulous new people doing it. For one thing, half of our cast is rotated, and they took all the book out for Japan, and it just was sort of a back-to-back -back number review show, and they're putting all of that back in here. So it's a, it's a different show than it was in Japan. So now you have something else to look forward to. So that starts rehearsals in a couple of weeks, really right? Soon, really soon. Like, I think it's like July 1st or something. And then you guys are going to be like probably the first musical to open for the summer. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because nobody's here in August. Right. So please come in August. Oh, honey, I will come. And you know I love you so much. I'll find you anyway. So it's great. So have a great night tonight. Yeah, so glad to see you. And I hope we'll be chatting in the press room later. Ow. Pow. Mwah. This is Keith Price, and we're on the Drama Desk red carpet with Bradley King, the nominated lighting designer for Natasha, which everybody's talking about, the great comedy, 1812. This, that show is everything, and Hadestown, off-Broadway. So you got to have your toes dipped in both. How fabulous is that for you? Oh, it's been such a great season. It's been such an honor to have both. Yeah, it's been incredible. So like for you now, bringing the idea of lighting design, because one of the things that I like to share with people is that there's so much going on besides just the actors. This red carpet is fabulous for the actors, but it's really nice to talk to the people that make the actors look good, because if you don't do your job, you're looking at a, a, a dark stage, right? Right, without me, it's just radio. So, uh, which is not to say there's anything wrong with radio, but uh, no, it's really, it's like, I think of it as music, it's cueing music with light. So it's, there's movement, there's time, there's rhythm. Uh, and it can really make or break a show. Well, you know, one of the things that everybody's very excited about between the staging for Natasha and The Great Comet, um, it's the whole spectacle that that's creating. And may I say, your work is kind of more integral than that maybe than the plot to some degree. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, I'm just casual observer. I, I, I won't correct you. Don't hate me. I, I'm hell, no. I'm just speaking um, me. But uh, yeah, I my 99% uh, of my job is telling the audience where to look, uh, so people don't miss the story. And then everything after that, you know, I'm so fortunate to have had five years to work on this show since the first version at Ars Nova, wow. tiny little Ars Nova five years ago, and so it's just been building a layer upon layer upon layer ever since then. And it's you know it's been marinating in my brain that whole time, which really let me fly through it. Yeah. Congratulations on everything that's going on with you because you get your off-Broadway love with the drama desk and the Broadway love at the same time, and you get both of them. So congratulations. I'm so lucky. Thank you so much. Great. Great. Thank you. We're on the red carpet here for the Drama Desk Awards, and I'm speaking with Basil Twist. We have to do the twists when we do it. Working on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, C costume? No, no puppetry. Pu puppetry with the Oompa Loompas and the whole schmear, right? Yeah. How fun is this show for you to do? It it is fun. It's a fun it's a fun show, and it's great people, and the ensemble is fantastic. And you know they're not trained puppeteers, right. so you have to, you know, you meet those brilliant sort of Broadway ensemble gypsy dancers, and they're so brilliant and vivacious. 
you want to make sure that what you do is not like some torture thing for them because it's not what they're used to. So they were so awesome. They were so game. May I say, you don't want to Julie Taymor them to death with a lot of that stuff. I, I'm just saying, I'll say it because I'm that queen. That's okay. You can say that. Uh, uh, much you know, respect. That's, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm just saying, that's a lot of stuff when you just want to act. You know yes. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you want, so, and when you're in tech and everything, yeah. you know, you want to keep the joy. You want to keep the joy. So it has to be fun. Well, it has to stay fun. What a wonderful night. And now, how great is this to be out here with all of these fabulous people, these folks that are doing it all through. I love the drama desk because you get to talk to everyone that does everything with theater and not just this stage. Because what you do is very important to serving that story. Am I wrong? Yeah. And the drama desk doesn't, it's been in odd years that they recognize puppetry. It doesn't happen all the time. So it's nice that it's happening this year for my field. I'm, I'm, I represent it. All right, well, Mr. Twist, honey, is giving it to you with his work, eight shows a week at Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Congratulations. This is great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am fabulous. Okay, so t tell me the name again because I know the piece. I remember. It's called The Pen. The Pen. And it was part of the Premier's Inner Voices series produced by Paulette Haupt and uh, written by Julianne Wick Davis and Dan Collins, who wrote Southern Comfort that it was at the public a few right. years ago. Right, and about the transgender. Yes, folks. that was about the transgender gender folks in, in the South, and this was about a, a, it's woman. A, a woman who is descending into obsessive compulsive disorder. It, okay, so I got to see the piece on, I think it was one of the first or second press nights. And what for me was so crazy, for, it was sort of like climbing into that skin, staying there, and then having to walk out of it. How did you walk away from that? Because girl, I was, I was exhausted with you by the end, so I can't imagine what that must like carrying that. Well, I have to, I have to admit, full, uh, fully admit that I uh, descended into obsessive compulsive neurotic disorder myself. Uh, because the, not only because the subject matter call, called that up, and it's interesting that you say put on that skin, because that is in, in essence, that's the beginning and end of my acting technique such as it is I you know I, I, I never had any acting training I just put it on the skin and if the skin fits I can do it you know and that and so that was a skin that fit very well because you know I like to say you know my mother um, I, I came of age at the height of the pop psych revolution and my mother was reading all the books and she would discuss psychological things with me as if I was intelligent enough at 10 years old to understand it and because it interested her and then consequently interested me. So it's always been the way that I think about characters is what is their psychological condition, whether it is, um, whether they are dealing with a, a, a serious handicap or not is interesting. And you can do that without judgment, right? Of the character. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the thing that was so enlightening to me about this piece is that First of all, especially in New York City, you've got a lot of people who have one form or another of obsessive compulsive disorder. I mean, everybody has it a little bit. And then some people have it where they literally are, their entire life is hamstrung by it. And, uh, and I found that to be really moving. The, the sort of, as the, as the saying goes, the quiet desperation that many people live in. And, and are, they don't have a forum in which to discuss it or to even fix it. And so this was a woman that was living with this disorder that her father sort of helped her with as long as he could. Right. And uh, gone, yeah, so she's, she's utterly alone. And I think a lot of people are alone. 
And, uh, you know, Glenn Close has her uh, charity. Um, I'm in Sunset Boulevard now, and she has her charity that deals with mental health. And, and this is a great crusade of hers to get people talking about um, psychological conditions because it isn't who you are. It's, it's something that's getting in the way of who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Who you can be. Yeah, you could be. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Honey, good luck tonight. Thank this is like much. working the obsessive compulsiveness on a high level with a musical background. I can't with you. That's all I'm going to say. And we'll be back. No. No. This is serious because, first of all, as Facebook friends, I feel we need to have had this, get this out of the way. <laughs> Secondly, um, you, you wowed them this summer. People have been talking about this show all summer, and now you're going off to the UK after this. Is this correct? Uh, yes, I am. I'm, I'll be doing it at Barrington Stage. Uh, that was the first offer. That it's gone out to 213 different impresarios. I expect to be doing this for the next two years. <laughs> this is called Got a Gimmick, right? <laughs> All right now. I'm not mad at you. It's just me in a chair. How could this go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but this is great, though, because this is a chance for you to, because you've written this, correct? Yes. So at this point well, now... Well, let me go back. Right. The last time I was here, it was 30 years ago tonight. It was for Shylock, which I wrote. And the last time Nancy was here was for Fanny Hill, which I wrote. Wow. So now I'm back tonight in a play which I saw. This is a really wonderful night How for me. fabulous. Yes. Well, if the buzz is correct, I think this might be your night. So we'll be talking later in the press <laughs> oh room. God. Don't. You know what? You go in there and enjoy. Uh, yes. But I, just know. I have so many wonderful friends here. All I have to do is be here. And That's all I time. have to do is be here. Fabulous. I love it. Thank, thank you so much. It's so wonderful to speak this with you. you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Mm, this is so wonderful. I'll see you on the Facebook. Okay. On the Facebook. <laughs> and hopefully in the back. Maybe in the press room before then. Okay, marvelous. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, my darling. And I know. I, like, I had to. I had to get hip. I'm sorry. I, did, I was trying to. I was trying to be like subtle and coy and like. But you know what? You're lucky. I got good glasses today, and they came in the mail. Like, woo! This is Keith Bryce, and we're on the red carpet for the Drama Desk Awards, and I am standing here now with lyricist, composer Rob Rikiki, and the Drama Desk nominee, Joe Tratch. Damn! And was I right with Rikiki? You got it. All right. Well it's like I try to remember cute men's name. All right. Yeah. So here we are now. Uh, the Lightning Thief. Yep. People were like wondering how it went from a movie from a couple of years ago to a musical. How long were you guys working on this? Four or five, five years. years yeah, we, we adapted it. Sort of, it's an amazing book series by Rick Riordan, and um, we adapted that to a one-hour show first, and then it toured around for a while, and then we got to kind of break that show apart and expand it. So over the last like two years after it's been touring, we like broke it apart and and like developed it and workshopped it and made it this awesome two-act big like real musical musical. Um, so it's been really fun. So for you, it's sort of like I did not get the pleasure of seeing this piece. But you guys were at the Lortel Theater, right? Yep. In that small space. Yeah. So how did you like conjure up this magic? How did you watch them conjure the magic? The, the cool thing, you know, it's you know, it's a big action fantasy series, so you know, you read the books and it may not lend itself to musical theater in your mind because it's like sword fights and the Greek gods. But you know, that's actually, you know, the, the power of the imagination, you know, to be able to like find inventive ways. Our amazing director Stephen Brackett and choreographer Patrick McCollum, who found ways to translate these like big like fight scenes that you feel you'd need like a Hollywood budget to do, to do in ways that you know were about like, you know, audience 
but in that small space at the exactly. Lord's house. Yeah, and, and we yeah. made it, I mean, like, and it's a rock show, and we made that show feel like a rock experience. Yeah. So it was like these seven actors playing about 35 different characters, running around like crazy, and it was like, it was really thrilling. The lighting design was amazing, and Steven's direction was fun. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It felt like a huge show with, with and, and again, like using your imagination to fill in the gaps in very creative ways, very theatrical ways of storytelling. Yeah. Oh, well, good luck with you guys tonight. I'm, I'm impressed whenever there's new music anywhere in terms of musical theater. So for you, Mr. Rikiki, and John Trace. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Here at the Drama Desk Red Carpet, nominated for The Lightning Thief. You guys, good luck tonight. This is really great. Nice to meet you. Fabulous. You too. So the, your handler said you have to wait over here. That's right. This is Keith Price, and we're here on the red carpet with Mr. George, Al George Allison, no, Gerard. Gerard, Gerard, excuse me, Gerard Allison, Alessandrini. Yeah. Ooh, this name is fabulous, Alessandrini. It's like three names. It's good, though. Yeah. Who is here at the drama desk on the red carpet because he is celebrating his nomination for writing Spamilton, which, if you guys were listening earlier, I got to speak to one of the actresses who was being nominated as well. How fabulous is this? You found a perfect spoof. And it is like burning up like hotcakes, Chicago, L.A. How is this feeling? Well, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, it's great there's a Broadway show that's that spoofable. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's uh, serious and it's a hit. So I had to do it. Had to do it by itself, not in Forbidden Broadway, as I usually do it. So uh, I just felt obligated and uh, happy to do it because it's such an exciting show. Hamilton, that is. <laughs> and, and then we, we made, you know, we made uh, a big mashup of it with yeah. all the other Broadway shows. And celebrities. Well, what I love is, is that you know how to, how to, as the Brits say, take the piss out of, of the crazy. But it is so charming at the same time. Is that honestly that's the goal to kind of get the rib out of it and then still make people feel? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. It was no need being nasty to Hamilton. It's a great show. No, it's you hit it just right. The word charm is exactly right. I want to charm people, make them laugh, make them feel good. I don't want to make them feel resentful or anything like that. And I think, you know, when you're spoofing something that takes itself very seriously, like Hamilton, it's, you can do that. So, uh, and I made it charming by, hopefully charming, by putting other musicals in it and uh, a lot of laughs. You know, that's a girl. Make people laugh and be happy. I love it. I love it. Well, this is great because now also, too, if you want, you can download uh, Spamilton because it's available everywhere you can get music, correct? Well, yes, we have a cast album that came out. Well, I hope you can't download it for free. Well, no, I'm just, well, you know they gotta pay for it, but you know what I'm saying. They can, but now they can get it for those who want to get after it. And it's now I know that there's a cast that just opened in Chicago just a few that's weeks right. ago, and there's talk of the work in L.A. Right, that's and right. And then at, if you're here in New York, you guys have just moved to a bigger space, right? We just moved this week into the 47th Street Theater with the Puerto Rican Traveling Theater, where we did a conjunction with them because Lin Manuel is Puerto Rican, so we thought perfect, and so we're there. And the cast album, cast album also came out in vinyl. Just like, so you can buy it next to the vinyl Hamilton cast album. Wow. You can buy the Spamilton vinyl cast wow. album. I love it. Oh, honey, you know, got to get a gimmick. That's Sondheim. <laughs> no, that's I it. love it. That's I it. love it. Thank you so much. You. And we are going to be back. <laughs>